The revolution will not be televised. The revolution is here. Hello. Yeah. Uh, welcome to it's the Knuckle Sandwich Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Kenny Stevenson. Um, welcome to another rousing edition. See, I told you I'm great at these things. Yeah, no, you're nailing it, dude. You're, you're nailing this. Awesome. Um, my guest this week, let's just dive in. Let's just go into the deep end right mm-hmm. away. My guest this week is Ian mm-hmm. Gary. Uh, Ian, who you can see at least for the the, fall, the next weekend. <laughs> for this weekend. For this coming weekend. If you've already uh, purchased a ticket. You're good. Uh, mm-hmm. He's currently in the Groundling Sunday Company. Um, we don't have to go into the logistics of why it could be, or why or couldn't or couldn't be beyond this weekend, but let's just say for the instance it is. Right? There, no, there's a bounty on me. There is. So you're, being... uh, you're referring to the actual the system of the Well, groundlings. you said off air that that's what I meant, the groundlings. No, I, I mean literally someone is out to kill me, so I don't know. Okay, so um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to kill him, <laughs> I won't tell you where we are. But um, you've also been a, uh, you've been a stand-up here in Los Angeles as well. Yeah. And you're, I, not, you're not doing as much stand-up now. I do, I do none now. None? Yeah. I honestly haven't done actual stand-up in probably... Since I started Sunday, so like... At least a year. Yeah, and then before that, too, I was really kind of farting around, so like two years. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're a comic who has moved to Los Angeles from uh-huh. somewhere else, and you were farting around? That's I was. really shocking. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that a I'm shocker? Because sh- to me, like, every comic who I've been around, and even myself included, like, they're usually really driven people. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really well, here's nice. the thing, dude. Like, when I moved out here... The first time in like 2002 because I've, I've bounced around a bit. Mm-hmm. But I moved out here in 02 and like it was a big fish, small pond kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go out here and I'll rock these fuckers and we'll mm-hmm. see. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can do a, a set at the improv. And then. Oh. So th- this is the kind of operation we're, you're running here, Kenny. We just let it roll. This is the kind of operation we we're running here. We just let it roll. Well, oh, that's what happens when you're recording at your house. Sometimes your fiance yeah. comes home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were you were gone in 2002 yeah 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 so I mean you move out there and you're like oh maybe I can get a set at the improv and then you see like the names that are there just on an off night and you're like mm-hmm. that's never gonna happen and then you're like well maybe I can get a, a fucking set at some bullshit coffee clatch you know kind of open mic type thing and then it's mm-hmm. like literally you see like Sarah Silverman in one of those things you're like oh well, so I'll never get a set that's the way it is anyway. now is that it's like there isn't to me, I almost feel like comics who just perform at the improv are almost like kind of hackier than yeah, like yeah, comics yeah. who are doing like garage comedy or you see like at the comedy meltdown, which is like a show at a comic book store, which yeah. is which I love. I think that's I think that's fucking rad. There used to be a really great one uh, at a place called Karma Coffee mm-hmm. House, which is on Coenga. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, well, the economy got to him, Kenny. Is <laughs> the place shut down? Yeah, place is shut down. Fantastic. All right, so that's. The comedy portion of the show, mm-hmm. um, but so specifically, you're from Baltimore. Indeed, correct. So you are what you would say a are you you're, are you just mostly a Ravens fan, or are you all Baltimore teams? Because you are currently wearing an Orioles hat. I'm wearing you are an, usually wearing an Orioles. I'm hat. I'm usually wearing an Orioles hat, and mm-hmm. let me give you the 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 background on that, uh, please, because it's it's sad. The entire it's, city of Baltimore is listening to this. Yes, podcast. it's sad and it's kind of un, unmanly sportsy. Okay. One main reason that Wait, I... you're a comic who's who has unmanly sports stories. <laughs> yes, Dude, that's also yes, that... <laughs> <laughs> so, number one. Uh, I wear it because I enjoy the hip retro look of it. It is that's good. Probably, I do like the old school Orioles. That's probably the because I mean I think they have the best retro of like the old mm, baseball teams. Pirates or San yeah, Diego Padres. Maybe I mean it's certain. I, I would go with Padres maybe as a close runner up. You're definitely in the top three. Let's put it that way. But uh, but I like that. And then there's also it's just the fact that it's kind of like. I don't know, with baseball, kind of after Angelos ruined that team, I, after the old Roberto Alomar spit-in-the-face days, I honestly don't follow baseball that much. So Ooh, it's kind of... But, but I do, every once in a while, I'll check in. And check go in like, and make sure they're still there. Yeah, and they are, right at the bottom. They're right at the bottom. <laughs> every, every single year. So were you... You weren't a fan when... Um, what's his face? Oh, gosh. This is a great sports podcast host I am. The guy... Oh my God! The guy who went in front of Congress and said that Palmero? he Palmero, Palmero, yeah, Raphael Palmero. No, I loved Raphael Palmero. So did my mom. Did you even love him after oh. he like flat out lied in front of Congress in yeah, some, sure. in some faux hearing, as if no one's lied in front of yeah. Congress? Before. I mean, I don't know why any like they pretend with that kind of stuff like there's any real, you know, legitimacy to that kind of thing. It's like everybody's juiced up, man. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I find like hilarious about like the steroids thing is that. Um, 
like this year, like I don't, I'm not a, a, you know, I'm a baseball fan. I follow, but I'm not a huge baseball fan. Yeah. But I think I found it hilarious this year was that like David Ortiz or Big Poppy was like, oh, he's having a down year. Like what, what's wrong? They had all <laughs> these like ESPN people like breaking down his swing. Maybe his swing is off. His focus. And in my mind, the only thing I'm thinking is like he's not taking steroids yeah. anymore. No, he got it. That's why. And then of course he's found for taking steroids. He so got randomly like, tested. Hello. And so he had to stop juicing for like two like, months. Like it doesn't take like it, it, it. To me, it's like the fact that every single, like, like the if you go to like the top ten of like the best hitters in baseball in the last like ten years, they're besides like Albert Pujols, they're all taking steroids. So in my opinion, I mean Albert Pujols at some point is going to be ratted out. Like yeah. every single person Jose Canseco has said. He could be. I don't know. Pujols seems like a pure hitter to me. That guy just seems. Maybe maybe but you're building it up that way. Though? Yeah. I feel like what does that mean when every single hitter is just a total? I also feel like they writer. talk, you know, they talk, they act a bit like it's a a recent thing. But I mean, in the seventies, oh, I know. It's like you know, all those guys are jacked up on coke. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I mean, I hate to pull this reference out. Remember the wonderful film from the eighties called Johnny Be Good, where Anthony Michael Hall was like a quarterback, yeah, yeah, a high school yeah. quarterback. <laughs> and there's that whole scene where they took him to like the or the L.A. college that was recruiting him, or the was it a pro team? I don't remember the actual logistics of the film. But there's this whole scene where it's like, it was like in like '80s hot pink neon yeah, that yeah, said sure. like steroid or like you know or ju- and like everyone was just popping pills and everyone was juicing and it was just like, it was just as hip as like you know, lace fingerless gloves in the '80s. I'm actually like when you when you stop and think about it, I'm actually amazed at how diverse of a career Anthony Michael Hall has actually <laughs> oh, had. Thank God, somebody's saying it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like He's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It's like when you think about it, you're like, oh, no, he was the nerdy kid from Weird Science. But then you stop and you're like, no, he was the fucking bully in Edward Scissorhands. That's right. He was the quarterback, you know, like, he had a lot of shit going on. He was on the Dead Zone television show yeah. for years. <laughs> he was on one of the, he's in one of the Batman movies, too. I know, right? Yeah, he doesn't mess around. He's, he's got a lot more staying power than, like, Judd Nelson does, that's for sure. Oh. Well, What's that guy doing now? Listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so being from Baltimore, I guess really the only pertinent thing to talk about is the NFL. Is the only thing yeah. you guys really have? Do you guys have any desire in Baltimore to have like an NBA franchise to kind of like, because like Balt like that's what every major city has is yeah. all three, and you I, guys I have, have two of the three. I would have to imagine they would. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it. It seems it's a real black city. They love <laughs> they love the basketball. Every single no. black person just turned this off. Uh, well, well, either that or they turned in. Right, right. right. Um, well, I gotta shut the door. Yeah, so no, I feel like off. like they've got to at some point, but then I kind of feel like the the Wizards handle that. Like that's my, basically that's a DC teams this can kind of satiate. A great question before we talk specifically about the Ravens for the next thirty minutes, because um, I know we have the media guide and everything in front of us. Mm-hmm. Do 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 people in Baltimore? Do you guys? Do you, like were you like when you didn't have the Colts or when the Colts left and you didn't have the Ravens were you like Redskins fans by default like do you a lot of people associate by D, to DC to DC like sports teams? a lot of people were and it, it's kind of an interesting division because there's a there's a few people I still check in with now and then uh, like my old roommate actually is like I was a fucking Redskins fan growing up and so I'm not just gonna be a Ravens fan because now you have them you know what I mean. So he's like a dead, mm-hmm. like diehard Ravens fan, and there's there's a little bit of that division, but most people definitely jump ship. Well, and when I would now, if they, if they haven't. They definitely have oh, now. Good lord, good <laughs> At lord. Least in the past ten years. How long does Jim Zorn have? Huh? Like that. That's well, actually my favorite storyline of the NFL right now. Is well, that it's so every funny. week? Are you like reading my like headlines that I wrote down? I wrote down. Jim Zorn to finish the season. What do you think about that? What do you think about that one? <laughs> Jim Zorn, is he going to hang in there? Um, I I can't imagine that he would. Like The thing is, there are certain franchises, this is like one of my favorite things about the NFL, is like, Say it. there are I certain franchises that seem to be committed to being bad. Like there, oh, there's a, absolutely. There, there's like something where like I even think, casually. I think, I think that applies to like all sports. Yeah. I think there are certain like you know like you know on like I hate to bring up baseball again. We you know like day one of the baseball season, the Pittsburgh like after the very first pitch, the Pirates are already immediately out of it. Like, <laughs> like they are out of they're out of contention the second they start playing. Baseball. That's how I feel about the Orioles. You know, it's like yeah, you feel like that like there's some kind of 
bottom level meeting and then Peter Angelos just comes in and goes no awful decisions <laughs> and then gives him a big list and like that guy has single handedly choked that team mm-hmm. for like a decade I love you it know? so yes the Redskins are definitely I do well I think the problem with the Redskins is I, I don't think like if you look at like in base I think baseball is the kind of sport where you can throw a lot of money at yeah. it yeah, and yeah. you can have a successful team I mean the Florida Marlins have won twice on just throwing a bunch of money. And I think baseball is the only sport you can do. You can't really do that in basketball, but you definitely can't do it in football no, because there's not. too many like there's too many parts that have to be compatible and there's too many like if you just oh our, we need to have our defense be better, let's just, you know, go out and buy the best defender, but you know your offense still sucks and your quarterback is still mediocre yeah. and your offensive line is still bad. And it's just like if you, you don't can, take care of those things, then what's the point? You can do what the Ravens did, which is have a top ten defense, defense every year for a, a decade, and then once you finally get an offense, your defense just inexplicably falls off the fucking map. That is weird because I will say this season. So this segues beautifully into into the next two hours of talk about Sweet. about the Ravens because <laughs> I know you're a Ravens fan. I don't. I don't I'm huge. To, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to put a square peg in a round hole. No. It's it's a bit of a problem. No, really. I, I have well, I'm an NFL guy. Period. So, no, you're like, like the guy. If anyone follows Ian on Facebook, he is like nonstop status updates during. So I get it. You're watching football. Well, I try. You know, I, I try to keep it. connected. My life. You know, <laughs> I feel like people want to know my opinions, thoughts, and feelings. Well, that's why. That's why. Well, it's that's when you why, see the spike in this podcast. Why, well, when, you, when, when you see, when you I see, can track it. But that's why people have statuses on Facebook. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the, like, you know, you're you're dumb enough to like follow me to be yeah. my friend. Guess what? You're gonna get like that way. We don't. It's almost like status updates have replaced like phone calls mm-hmm. or any kind of like having lunch because it's like, oh, I know what you're doing because yeah. you just you know updated your status all fucking day. Where I do stop is Twitter, though. I do tweet. I actually, I, I actually enjoy tweet. I actually enjoy tweet. Twi- wow. Tweet, twat, Twitter. I twat. I enjoy the twats just as much as I love. I actually like it more. I like Twitter more than Facebook. See, here's why I don't like it, because I feel like Twitter implies that you need to be, that it's a job, that you need to be doing it all the time. Like, Facebook is like, eh, whenever you fucking get to it, tell me what you're up to. I see that. But Twitter seems like this thing where, like, you've got to constantly be doing it. Well, if you're one of those people who's, like, you know, sitting at Jiffy Lube... I, I sure wish they don't screw me. You know, if you're that guy who's like tweeting like every min, the minutia. But to me, I, I see it as like a, you know, it's like a 140. It's like a chance to like maybe tell like like a joke a day maybe. Yeah. Like I tweeted today. If you follow me on Twitter, I believe it's uh, <laughs> at adrock44. I believe is my Twitter handle. Um, I tweeted. Uh, I just and, and then I link it to my Facebook page. Ooh, so it gets clever! Bold. Yeah, sure. So you get bold. the traffic flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think I just tweeted today. Uh, dear, dear creators of the Saw films, comma stop. Oh, I saw that. I saw because that. Because I'm just Facebook. tired of it. Like really, Saw six, and they have like eight. They're gonna take it to eight. That makes sense. And just for the record, the the killer guy, the jigsaw killer guy, died in the third one. And they're just just keeping it going. I've, I've flashbacks I've, and all this. Just think, Kenny. I have never seen any of the saws, and I was gonna sit and watch saws one through four tonight. But thank you for ruining oh, it. That's actually six. So yeah, well, the sixth one came out. I was going to rent one through four, and then, and then just, watch five and just tomorrow, get five. and then go to six. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. All the Fangora fans just tuned out. Yeah. So where were we talking about? Should we just let's just so you're a big Ravens fan. Yeah, let's yeah. go there before we get to the headlines and I got some fun little games we're gonna Ooh, play towards oh the end. Oh yeah. Um so you're a big Ravens fan. So you guys just lost uh-huh. to I just say Brett Favre. You <laughs> lost this, to Brett Favre. You do, because you know what? I'm one of the few people in this world <clears throat> who still loves Brett Favre. I, I wish he wouldn't be such an an idiot about whether he's gonna play or not. What it's like clear he wanted yeah. to play. Here, he just didn't want to go to training camp, so whatever. But yeah. now he's playing. He's clearly playing very well. Here's the thing: like I have given this a little examination, and I want oh, to hate Brett Favre because that retire untired thing seems so annoying, right? Fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. And so, beginning of the season, I was like, "Yeah, fuck that guy," you know. And then now. Like, you see him jump up and down and run he's down the awesome. field. He's like a 40 You're kind of like, yeah. Like running around. Yeah, it's like, you know, the put her in the old vice, like that kind of thing. You're like, I yeah. can't hate that guy. I want to awesome. hate that guy. And the reason why I love Brett Favre, and I'll just, we'll just segue. This is my weekly Brett Favre moment. Um, 
there was a game where like first of all I love that he like had to stop drinking but he still he would still I remember some game where like he led Green Bay back like a come from behind victory one of his many yeah and he um, he's sitting there in his like flap jacket the one the, the weird um, thing that quarterbacks where they have like the rib the rib thing on it yeah yeah and he just starts crying like <laughs> it's like a regular season game and he's just talking about the win and he just starts crying and I'm like this guy's awesome I also like too that when you're at that level, you can go on automatic in that kind of pressure situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you've you've been there, you've done it. You know. Yes. So you guys lost, and we here's did. what here's what I find interesting about your team, is the fact that you're right. Like you guys had this amazing defense for years. I mean, that's all Baltimore was known for. I mean, you guys essentially won a Super Bowl without playing offense. They. If I'm not mistaken for the amount of games, they went five games in that stretch because they won 11, I think it was, to mm-hmm. to go through and win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They went five games in the regular season without scoring a touchdown and won <laughs> all of those games. Do you feel like it's like less of a less of a Super Bowl? Like like your guys' Super Bowl, like, yeah, you guys won it, but it's like, yeah, you beat a team coached by Jim Fossil. <laughs> so it's like, is yeah, that you know, really I've that never that I've never subscribed deal? to the thing of like, Oh, this is a shitty Super Bowl because the best teams didn't go. It's like if you can't well, I the Ravens, deliver. I thought the Ravens were good that year. What team was better? I thought they were the best team. Uh, I mean, you know who? Christ, who was who was really making contention back then? Well, it was the year. I think it was yeah, the year. It was two thousand was the year they won. Yeah, yeah. So it was the year before Tom Brady took over. This is crazy. So I guess See, you're, if we you're had talking like, like we a Rams, like, right? Had like, it would be the Rams. It would be the Rams. The old those best show on turf. Fucking show on turf. You know, I used to be at L.A. Rams. This came up last week during the podcast with Roy Jenkins. Um, I'm a Rams season ticket holder. Yeah. Not am. I was. And they left, and I was like, fuck you guys. And then I was became a Charger fan, and then I was in St. Louis. This exact same story was heard on the podcast last week, so I'm not really quite sure why I'm telling it again. Well, you want to revisit it, create a continuity. Well, we just sure. had a, that was a, that was a, I was a, there was a big spike in the viewership during the story, so just tell it again. You know, the comedic rule of three. Um, and when I was in St. Louis and I was watching a game and I was like, oh, I told some guy there, like, I used to be a season ticket holder for the LA Rams. And he was like, well, it's our team now. Ooh. I'm like, fuck you. But then now, did you hear this? That the LA, LA, like, the, there's like the la- one of the last hurdles to actually get a, a stadium built in LA was just cleared yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they're going to build this, this stadium out in the city of industry, which is a wonderful city, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's great. And, um, the owner of Majestic Realty, Ed Roski, it's a, a friend of my dad, but they're like, there's like seven teams that they're, that they're looking at to possibly move, and like one of them is the Rams. <laughs> That'd like, be awesome. I'm like, I don't want you assholes to come back. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I was like, that's like, that's like, you know, like you guys broke my heart, and then you want to come back here and like try to like get me, to, which of course I will. I mean, yeah. I'll go. But. And here's the thing I'm going to say, Kenny, because I really. I care about you. Thanks. I don't want you to get your heart broken, so I would advise Thanks. that you don't invest in them because you do know in 15 years, unless they win They'll move 10 Super Bowls, They'll move they will be forced to move because the city of Los Angeles will not pay any attention to them. Well, here's the thing, though, is that here's what's incorrect, and I will I will defend, being a Southern <laughs> California, I will defend my, my city. Um, they're, uh, L- L.A., I think, in terms of football, LA, the LA market has proven that it can support a football team. Like when USC is winning, USC essentially you could you could you could even though I hate the University of Southern California with a just infinite amount of fervor. I, I hate the school. I hate the sports teams. Pete Carroll can go fuck himself. I just hate I hate USC okay. a lot. <laughs> However, they draw like like ninety five thousand fans. They fill the Coliseum every week. Yeah, but and you don't like, think that's built in and insulated to a large degree. It's like if you go to USC, no, or if because you're an look, alum, no, because look, because when before Pete Carroll got there, USC was not good. They were like they were an okay Pac-10 team, and like Carson Palmer's first three years, they were okay. And I went to a game. I went to the to the USC San Jose State game. This is how much I hate USC. I went to the San Jose State's uh, sports website like a weeks before the game. I knew I was going. Bought a San Jose State football shirt just so I could a San Jose State football shirt, which I was probably like the only football shirt they sold that season. I wore it to the game just that's a that's commitment, so much. and that was a close game, and they barely won. And this and the stadium was like half full, 
But when the, the thing about LA is when you're so even if the LA gets the Rams and the Rams are okay, they'll still I still feel like they'll still draw. I still feel like they'll make money because the Raiders made money and the Rams made money. But now you won't have two teams; you only have one. Well, why did they leave if they were making money? Because Georgia Frontier is a bitch, and St. Louis. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, St. Louis uh, made. <laughs> Sorry, there's people dressing for a Halloween party. Um, uh, St. Louis had just put that giant stadium, right? That huge Edward James Almas. Mur, whatever. Yeah, Edward James Almas <laughs> yeah, stadium. A, they built that's a that. stadium for him. And uh, and the uh, they had this giant indoor stadium, and Anaheim wouldn't refurbish their facilities, and so she was like, "Fuck you," and left. The Raiders, I don't care. Those guys can. Yeah. Can we this this brings us back to topical NFL topics. Why the hell did the Philadelphia Eagles lose to the Raiders? I don't How is that possible? I didn't see that game. I, yeah, it's I only saw the little scroll. Mind-blowing cuz when we were talking earlier about teams that are committed to being bad, that's one which of is ironically one of the commitment to excellence thing. They mm-hmm. make decisions that even as a layman, like if you only knew the most <laughs> basic things about football you'd be like why would you do what you just did <laughs> like they like they take Hayward Bay number seven yeah, ahead of like Crab Michael Tree. Crabtree yeah. not even just a wide receiver because they have that fucking run and gun bullshit just hurl it down the field thing that doesn't work anymore and hasn't worked mm-hmm. since the fucking 70s but it's like any player a- any besides like <laughs> that guy because he's a Maryland guy and he he's a track star but that's it. Like, he runs, and then he drops whatever you throw to him. Well, I think the thing that was funniest about it was that um, mm-hmm. Mel Kuyper Jr., on his big draft board, like, they, I think it was written somewhere that they could have, if they really wanted him, they could have gotten yeah, they, Hayward Bay, like, in the second or third yeah. round. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, you know what, let's just get him so nobody else Just can. oblivious to, like, what other teams want or need. It's well, it's crazy how how mismanaged think, that team is. I don't think it'd be the understatement of the year to say that um, Al Davis doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, his, I, head, his head coach is punching assistant coaches. Uh, along face. that line, I would just can we talk for a couple of minutes Please, about anything how awful Jamarcus Russell is? Oh, I love talking about how bad he is. <laughs> he's so bad. I love it because I'm a big Notre Dame guy and I'm a big Brady Quinn guy and I don't, I, I feel like he's kind of gotten a, a, like not a fair shake. Not that the Raiders would have given him a better shake, but the fact that the Raiders were like <laughs> at first pick in the draft and we're like, he's... this is who we want to take. <laughs> Even though so all bad. throughout LSU <laughs> he had a track record of being of coming in overweight and being lazy. That was the entire like. Oh, he's got a great arm. Like, okay, great. Like, he can throw the ball down the field, but he can't. He can't throw short throws. He can't. He has zero accuracy. He can't put touch on anything. Yeah, which he, when he lines he up behind center, decision making. He looks like a guy who operates like a pontoon boat rental place. Like he's <laughs> just so fat and like even for a quarterback, like he just looks ridiculous. Like you can see his stomach. Oh yeah, under his jersey, he looks like if, if like if, if like John Crock played quarterback. And I mean, here's the th- you know I don't want to bust on anybody unnecessarily, but this is like a, oh, a, a this is a, a top forum. round draft pick, the number, you know, one, the number draft one draft pick, and it's like no phase of his game. Like even if you look at, at guys that didn't work out, like even the biggest busts ever, like a Ryan Leaf or somebody, you're like, oh, he had this potential, but it just didn't pan out. He couldn't translate to the next level. This is like. He fumbles snaps. He's in his third year. He still doesn't protect the ball. He Ooh. throws interceptions. He consistently overthrows receivers. He has a horrible completion percent. He can't throw intermediate routes. He doesn't know how to check down. He can't scramble. Like there's, there's nothing. nothing good about him. The only it's, it's <laughs> like nothing. Funny. Well, you mentioned the only thing that was with Ryan Leaf. With Ryan Leaf, it was like all mental. You could still see when he yeah. played. He still had like some physical skills and you know, could, like Jamarcus. Beyond the fact that he can throw the ball deep, it's yeah. Like, Okay, great. You can throw the ball deep. We're gonna we're gonna fucking it's load like, up the box with, and we're gonna fucking throw a simple yeah. blitz package at you and, and you're not you're gonna done. Be able to read it and, and you're, you're done. done. Yet they somehow beat <laughs> and he threw like a touch, like an eighty yard touchdown in the game. Well, he'll that's the thing. He'll ring one of those and then people will go. Well, and it drives me nuts when you watch because they're so desperate to have something to say about mm-hmm. draft picks. They'll he'll. <laughs> He'll toss one downfield, and they'll go, Jamarcus Russell, it hits Hayward Bay for a 79-yard touchdown. Is is Russell finally starting to pull it together? Yeah, like now? No. Now's the that time. was like one out of 40 <laughs> pass plays. He threw five picks in the game. Like, he's what awful. Was, I was like, watching CBS was like making us watch 
like, oh god, two weeks ago, making us watch um, the Patriots. Oh shit, I'm really gonna fuck this up. But basically, it was a good team, like a really good team, playing a really shitty team. It was the Patriots Chiefs. Was that two weeks ago? Yes, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. When um, no, no, Denver Chiefs. When McDaniel's was no, no, no. <laughs> fuck me, dude. I don't you, know. You were actually somebody you were wa- really good. You were watching football. Really, you were watching soccer. I was watching the MLS. I was yeah. watching the Galaxy <laughs> play Chivas, and it was David Beckham. He had an assist to Vernon Donovan. We can talk MLS if you want to. I can go there. But basically, it was like a good team playing a shitty team, and for whatever reason, they had Dan Deardorff doing. And Deardorff like basically said something to the effect of like, "And oh, and then <laughs> like picking up a first down." And like I think the and I'm almost positive the play-by-play guy went like. Somebody, something not said, didn't literally say this, but somebody to the effect of like, that's the best you got, huh? Like, wow. Like, that's the best you can say about this Here, team. Here's the thing for me, like, as far as sportscasters go for the NFL, you can get rid of all of them except all of them. for Dick Enberg, Al oh, Michaels, yeah, and Chris Collinsworth. Uh, Those three, okay. see, I like Collinsworth. Well, we'll see. But the, <laughs> the rest of them are just fucking awful. Terrible. Dan Fouts is, well, he, I don't think he's doing NFL. Or is he, he's doing college. No, he is doing NFL. Dan Fouts is doing NFL games again. Again, Dan Fouts is the worst <laughs> color commentator. You know what the funny, this is the funniest thing. I think someone was telling me about this the other day, about like, talking about color commentators, is that like, they, and like guys, like analysts, like in-studio analysts, yeah. especially like, like a college football one, they make their picks and their job is to like, do analysis or whatever. So let's say like, you know, like last week, you're, uh, I guarantee you if you watch like the college football pregame, you have people saying like, oh, blah, 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 Ohio State, Purdue. Purdue wins by like four touchdowns. Like, yeah. Not four touchdowns, but like two touchdowns. But, like, but it was a like, huge underdog. Ohio State's, you know, their offense is, but they have enough to beat this and that. And they talk about why they could beat them. And then they get, then they lose. And then they have to sit and talk about basically why, why they, they were wrong, wrong the whole time. <laughs> but they have to talk about it in a way as if they, they still know what they're talking yeah. about. So they're talking well, you know, Ohio State's defense just didn't show up today. And blah, blah, blah. Well, you were the one who said that they were. So what kind of job does that give you? Yeah. So that's that's what the color commentator is. Well, that's what I love about the intangibles is that they do have to, like, they have to explain it away with bullshit by being like, oh, they just didn't show up today. No, I'm pretty sure they were ready to play the game. Something clearly didn't happen, though. They just you know? didn't show up together. Yeah, that's I, I love that one too. I love like the reason why Dan. I think Dan Fouts is terrible, and I would say like most guys are terrible. Is that like just because you played the game, and with some of these guys, just because you played the game 25 to 30 years ago? Yeah, it's like I don't. It, you're not really adding any information by just going like, well, you know what, you know, so they're down by two. Like this is like a typical Dan Fouts call, like you know. Team's down by 10, and there's like maybe four minutes to go. All you need to do is get a touchdown and then a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win. It's like, thanks. Yes, simple math. I, can, I appreciate I can, that. I can add that Get my, my second grade math teacher in here. I like when they have guys like Mariucci or Brian Billick to like give their offensive the analysis. Coaches, the coaches analysis. And it's like, well, if you were really that great of a coach, <laughs> coach. You'd still, like, you're just giving me like remedial offensive lessons it's not like you have all this in-depth you know kind of like insight to it it's like the guys that are really great at executing this stuff they're not are, fucking on the NFL network talking to it. Shannon Sharp like, <laughs> or Sterling Sterling Sharp who gives a shit they're both terrible <laughs> Sterling Sharp only only person worth watching is Warren uh, Warren Sapp I almost said Warren Moon to be fair he's to be kind of worth, worth watching, watching too right Okay, so let's get back to you. Because what I want to do, I want to do, I did this uh, two weeks ago. I didn't do it with Roy because Roy didn't really know too much about the NFL. But I want to do uh, pick them. I want to pick the games this right. weekend. However, I do want to address since your Ravens are not playing this week. Check out some, some pillows. We had some pillows bought from my apartment. They're very nice. It's great. Very um, tasteful. They are nice. Mm-hmm. And the wedding invitations look like they're going to turn out great. Those, those are the programs. Right. Okay. Hi. 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 Anyway. Did you introduce me or are you? I said that my fiance is home. My fiance Dorian Davies. You can see her soon to be in the Puppet Up show. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, because your Ravens are not playing this right. week. Yeah, they have so a much needed bye week. You guys are five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are traditionally known as a defensive team, as we've said multiple times. We started the same, then got off topic, which is which is lovely. Um, but this week, this season, your guys' offense is like. Out of out of this world, like yeah. Joe Flacco is like where everyone thought he was like oh the conservative. He just you know he's a system guy. He just kind of 
you know, you know, he's, he's a smart quarterback. He doesn't make too many mistakes. But now it's like he's throwing the ball over the field. Like it's just yeah. moving. Like you know crazy. what? Like, like that 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 game last week when you guys scored twenty one points, like unanswered. That was unbelievable. Yeah, with him, it was like you could see him progressing at the end of last season. And then there was one specific pass, and I know it's kind of trite to be like, "Oh, that's that's when I knew as a fan." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a ridiculous, it's extremely trite. But but for me, like that was when I was like, "Oh wow!" Like you know, you just have those moments of when someone really impresses you. He hit Mark Clayton in that Tennessee game in the playoffs, and he could have dropped that thing in a fucking paint bucket. Like it was the yeah. most on point pass. And then this season, it's been the same thing. So for me, I'm already kind of writing it off in the sense of like, eh, they might make the playoffs and they'll do okay. They're not a Super Bowl winning team this year. It's just not going to happen. It's so funny too because like three weeks ago they were. Everyone was like, oh, are the Ravens the best team in the in, yeah. the, NFC, in the AFC? And it was like, well, I mean, guys, it's like, well, this is what I think is what's wrong with ESPN in general is that like they are so quick to like, you know, I love it when like the team is like won two games and like, oh, atop the NFC West. It's like, well, what the fuck? They played two games. Yeah, right, right, shit. right. Like, what, there's so, so much can happen. You gotta talk they about can something. lose the rest of their games. Do that same shit in baseball too, like fucking, and basketball too. The Lakers atop the Pacific Division, and it's like week three. Want to like, know? Who gives a fuck what they're fucking? <laughs> anyway, um, but I do find they, they, everyone did kind of see them as like, oh, they're they are the favorites, and then all of a sudden, you guys, as I go to close my front door. The defense shuts down. You lose three yeah, games in a row. It's crazy. It's like, what the fuck's going the, the first couple of games, like against Kansas City, you were like, oh, well, it was a crazy game. Punt got blocked, and you know they got backed up inside the red zone and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then as it progressed, you're like, no, they fucking blow. Like they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're like, and I, the two the 200-yard rushers back-to-back, I think that's more of like a, a freak accident kind of thing. Like you've got... Haloti Nada and Kelly Gregg and Trevor Price, like those guys are studs. Like there's no I have no idea who you just said, but I'm assuming that, that's the front. Those, that's the front line. I don't do any research. Ravens. I just know that you're a Ravens fan. Yeah. I don't do any so, like yeah, you, oh, what's the roster? I know my team. You let me drive this car. It's fine. okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on that end, like you have those guys up front, mm-hmm. and you know that those things are kind of like anomalies, you know. But the the Ravens with passing on the Ravens, that's not something new. Like they suck extra bad now. But whenever they went up against Ed the Peyton Reed is Manning, so good. Yeah, but yet, like, I guess, I guess they probably just don't throw to his side, and just well, there's got to be some kind of exposure to the. Well, other he's kind of. Yeah. He's just like he's a step slower. I feel like to me, like I, the reason why I can tell that the Ravens' defense is a, is a step behind is because it seems like the highlight plays are coming from Ray Lewis, and I'm sorry, like even if he's having a good quote unquote good year, he's like 95 years old. Yeah, and if that's if that's your best player. Then it's something is you know. Well, I think with Reed, I, I don't. Reed just seems to be gambling too much. Like he's just you know, and that's granted. That's how he makes the plays that he does. Is that mm-hmm. he just anticipates stuff, and then you know, it's a hundred and seven yard interception return. Booyah! But, and he says booyah. And then doing. he says booyah. Mm-hmm. But now it just seems to be that he's like jumping the gun, and he's getting burned. And then Dewan Landry. Got knocked out with a like a spinal cord concussion last year, oh, so yes. now he's playing like a bunny rabbit back there. Like he's afraid to tackle anybody, and then our it's not tennis just suck. It's not tennis, guys. Our corners suck, and Samari rolls old. And he's so you're like die. a typical you're like a typical like you know fan of your team of your hometown team. You're you're low when they're low, and you're high when they're high. I, I like I root for them. You know I'll I'll root for them no matter what. But I mean you gotta. Analyze it a bit. Oh, I'm a Charger fan, and I will say right now that we need to fire Norv Turner. Needs yes, to, well, needs to stop. Norv, I have Turner. hated that hiring oh, from the second they hired him. I'm like, why do you hire yeah. a guy who has never really? He has had like somewhat success, like like two years with the Redskins, and then his last coaching job was with the fucking Raiders. And you yeah. want to give that guy another fuck? You think any of those Raider coaches are going to get another head fucking coaching job? You think Art Shell is someone's going to fucking come out and <laughs> give him another job? He was the coach of the Raiders, but then Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin looks like a genius now. That guy. Uh, you left. say what you want about Art Shell. He is a great Costco team manager. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how anyway. to rally those guys. Anyway, here now we get to the point of the show where I actually like to do some like things that I wrote down, so I feel like I'm actually working on this show. Fun. Um, so we have a couple of headlines that I, I don't know if you know or don't know. Some of these are, I think are kind of funny. One of these is a topic of discussion. Ooh. Let's not wax too long because we have you know we've already been recording for seven hours. Um, there is talks from Roger to Goodell that there's going to be a he'd love to put an NFL team in London. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, your name. 
Um, I don't know. That's, you a, know? Boring, that's a boring topic. No, but I mean, it's one it. of those things where it's like... Let's just skip it. All right, you know why? Because we're going to talk about it later in um, the matchups. That's why I didn't bring okay. that. But, see, these next two ones are funny, little funny little sports stories I found. Okay. So, apparently... <laughs> I find this funny. Apparently, the, the Clippers... Did you hear about this? The Clippers... This is so dumb. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Eh. Did you guys Kevin, ever notice? Kevin, did you hear about this? Did you guys ever notice? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, headlines. Um, J- all of Jay Leno's fans just stopped listening. <laughs> uh, uh, the Clippers played this Israeli uh, basketball team, Maccabi Tel Aviv, in okay. a preseason game. And uh, $22,000 worth of, of merchandise and cash was stolen out of there. But the thing I find funny about it is that one player actually had... Fifteen thousand dollars in cash stolen off of him. Like, As Baldwin, baby. Like, why the fuck do you have that much money on you? Well, it's Tel Aviv. You know. What does that mean? You do gotta. You gotta know. hoard your cash because at yeah. any point the Palestinians are gonna come and kill you. We just lost every single Israeli listener. Well. Oh, oh well. What are you gonna do? You don't find that hilarious? I find that really funny. Like, no, like, like, who's that guy walking in? Like, how do you like dress for the game? Like, where do you put your fifteen thousand dollars? Did they say for the game? I just want to know what kind of bills it's marked in, you know? Because it's if it's fifteen thousand, like you said, to carry that on you, it's a little impractical if you got it in twenties. True, you know. So is he just? Is it? I would say. I think the guy who is carrying fifteen thousand in cash with him probably has it in twenties because he wants to be like, yeah, yo, check me out, make that shit rain. Yeah, he probably hit the strip club. He probably threw those twenties up in the air. He's like, I got fifteen thousand of these. That's where he was going. That's, see, that solves the problem. He was going to the strip club. And this is another funny little story I read today. There was a high school football coach who was let go of his job yesterday. This is in Florida, by the way, so this shouldn't become a shock yeah. to anyone. He uh, pulled a knife on his players during <laughs> practice and said, quote, unquote, don't try me today. Maybe. Well, you know what's amazing? He's probably going to go under Tom Cable with the Raiders. hey That's all I'm looking for is fun little jokes. Right? Yeah, Tie it in? Where is Kevin Eubanks to give the rim shot for that one? <laughs> oh, gee. God, that guy has the best job. Right? That Pretty guy amazing. and, a, and, a, and a, um, uh, like a DH in baseball. Those are the two best DH, jobs. You know, it's funny Like you mentioned that because I've had this thought about like what are the best lazy jobs in the world? DH in baseball. And it's like, like a best. DH is fucking an incredible job. Like you just get up and swing a bat a couple times a And that's it. And sit down. And then, they, and then the fucking funniest thing about it is they had like the, I don't really feel like running. Well, let's get you a pinch runner. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm just going to just fucking sit here. Drink like bang chicks in every city, and then just fucking swing a bat two times. Two that's times a day. that's my number one. There are two other ones I've thought of. Jim Sorgi. Oh my one. god, that's great. He gets paid. I think it's one point five million a year to do nothing but wear his hat backwards and hold a, a fucking chart. To give the fun signals like eagle one and all that stupid shit. That's, that's fun. Like that's amazing. He's had to do nothing except play a couple preseason games every year and collect a paycheck. Outside of that, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri? Oh, the, the asshole. Yeah, the, the asshole. Food, food with the fucking the, just, the spike You hair. just go around and eat food and bullshit with people? Are you I got, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, but I got, a, I got a tip for that guy. No, that Your hairstyle is no longer cool, and the fucking like, fun, like your stupid goatee, that's not cool either anymore. Yeah. Just fucking... Sh- what is that noise? That's your dog chewing its ass. God, she's going at it. Okay, so now, uh, with, the, with the few remaining minutes we have left... <laughs> I'm going to get this all in. I don't care. Uh, we're going to pick some games. We're going to pick the games Boom. this week. Starting with the uh, Green Bay Packers versus the Cleveland Browns, or as I like to call them, the Cleveland Pieces of Shit, because they're fucking terrible. Yeah, they're an awful, so, awful team. They're terrible. They really are. Completed two passes. It's to me, it's two. like, why, to me, it's like, why are you, I, I will say it again, and this isn't because I'm a Brady Quinn fan. Now I'm just being a, a guy who likes football. Brady Quinn is the guy you paid all this money to like be your quarterback, and your team sucks. And yeah. Derek Anderson is not doing any better. So why don't you even fucking like just let the kid yeah, play? Yeah, develop, cares? right? But I know I think and the reason why they don't is because he has that little clause where they say that if he gets seventy percent of the snaps, snaps he gets like eleven million dollars. Oh wow! And so they're really? doing they're doing so bad. They're just like no. They're just trying to that. keep him under that. That's hysterical. That's yeah. So here's a good game: the 49ers and the Houston Texans. Hmm. I am gonna. Call for San Francisco. I'm gonna say the same thing because I feel like Houston Texans are a uh, very uh, 
scatterbrain. They're Dr. Jekyll. And yeah, right. And they looked they looked amazing last week. Yeah, looked so incredible. And then like the next week they could come out. I don't know what then... to make of the defense at all, but I feel like San Francisco's got a solid defensive unit. They and Sean, do. here's the thing: Sean Hill isn't a horrible quarterback. No, he's like, just, he's like he's like Joe Flacco was last year. He's serviceable. Yeah, he's he like a Chad Pennington type. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely, I love that. We could just keep rattling off like good quarterbacks uh-huh. and don't lose you games. Anyway. This is I don't even know about this game. My Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers this should be a out. Chargers win, but we, yeah. we're fucking dumb. Why do you um, think they're not running the ball? Because I just feel like Norv Turner... I feel like Marty Schottenheimer was a guy, a coach who was all about... You know, he was a hard-nosed coach. Yeah, he couldn't win a playoff game, but he was all about... You notice the defense played was, was yeah. like this lights-out defense. Like to, to paraphrase Sean Merriman, they were like this... They, you know, they just... We're all about grinding the football and about stopping you. It was all about tough, 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 tough. And then North Turner is this offensive guy, and they just become all about finesse. And I really don't really love Philip Rivers that much. See, know? I think Philip Rivers is great, but there there was an He's article. He's a great quarterback, but it's like, come on, you gotta like they need to have a more balanced attack. They come out throwing, 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 mixing some runs, and then by the time then they you know they just I just I feel like they're a little too predictable. I feel like it gets too cute. I feel like they need yeah. to just really establish the run first. To know that you can throw the ball, you yeah, can. Yeah. Establish the run first and try to get it going and, you know, whatever. The thing about Norv Turner, and I think it's a... Someone wrote an article on it. I can't remember who it was. But they said basically, and it, it, it pretty much does bear itself out, if you get a bad coach, there's a three-year window before your team gets destroyed. Like, yes, I read that exact and, same article. Yeah. This is where we're, at, we're past And you that. guys are at, like, year it's three great. now. It's the same perfect. thing with, like, Wade Phillips. I love it. Oh, well, Wade Phillips is a piece of shit. Let's go. Anyway... Uh, Indianapolis, St. Louis. Do we need that's, to, nope. Yeah. Uh, New England, Tampa Bay. This is in London. Yeah. And we don't have to do that one either. That one's New England all the way. Right? I, we, are yeah, you trying yeah, to make no, an argument no. for the. No, 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 I won't. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay. Is Minnesota, so bad. Pittsburgh. This is actually an interesting game. I do think the Vikings are going to win. You think the Vikings are winning? I do. See, I, I will simply because I hate, hate Pittsburgh. You're not going to hate the Steelers. Yeah, I hate to it. And. and yeah, so I got I, I got to go like with Minnesota. Like, Otherwise, my like, my reality crumbles. I feel like their defense I, got a wake up call last week by the second half against the Ravens. How about Jared Allen? Huh? He's a good player. He's a beast, man. He's I would not want to touch him. Anyway, um, Buffalo, Carolina, oh. the game I I honestly don't even care. Yeah, like you got to Buffalo. You have to kind of because because Carolina. I don't, so. I don't know Ryan when Fitzpatrick is the, a Harvard quarterback is going to be starting. <laughs> But it's like, yeah. But on the other side is Jake Delholm starting, who now is a one-man turnover parade. He is. Like I've never seen that. Actually, I did see a, a kind of deterioration like that, which ties back to the Ravens. Like Steve McNair was like, "Oh, good, threw three thousand yards, a couple." Of, oh my fucking god, what is going on? Like he just couldn't hold the ball uh-huh. the next season. And through, now he's dead. And now he's so dead. So I'm gonna say the <laughs> so Buffalo. Jake, so Buffalo wins, and Jake yeah. Delholm's found dead in his apartment next By month. By his, All right. the person he's cheating on his wife with. Anywho, um, he'll get a great memorial service, though. I'm not saying anything. No, no. <laughs> uh, New, the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders. Like, another again, one. Right? I don't even know. Mark Sanchez looked beyond terrible last week. I don't know. I feel like Oakland might actually win this game. If well, the Jets look the Jets looked really, really, really bad. Oh, if Ozawa picks off a couple, you know, which is possible, but I, I they're just. I feel like Oakland maybe just caught Philly on a, on a horrible you got day. Me. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Jets. As yeah, well. you got to pick the Jets there. Okay, this is actually an interesting one: Bears and uh, Bengals. Bengals Ooh. lost last week to the Texans. That was the good. Mm-hmm. That was the team that was surprising. I think Cincinnati connection. I think Chicago is a little on the overrated side. I do. I don't really care for Jay Cutler that much, which I've I've already voiced my opinion on on this podcast. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to split with you. I'm going to go Chicago. And that is interesting. Briefly, briefly say why. I just, it's, eh, I wish, you know, to me they're a real even match team, and I'm just not completely sold on Cincinnati yet. Like, I feel I, like I they both are, are, like, good, decent teams that have yeah. a couple of holes. You know what I, I think, mean? I think the difference between the, the Bears and the, the Bengals, I think the Bengals have pulled out some close games. So I yeah. I like they have a little bit more. And they're getting the running game going, whereas, painfully, my fantasy statistics will bear out Matt Forte. He's not doing shit. I guess you could say that running is not his forte. Hey, thanks, Kevin Eubanks. Um, uh, Atlanta versus the Cowboys. I'm taking the Falcons. I think yeah. the Cowboys are the most overrated. They're done. They're yeah, done. I'll take the Falcons too. I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but it ain't good. You need to fire away Phillips. I don't blame Tony Romo at all. I blame the coach. I like how they're supposedly like they always talk about Dallas like they're an elite team, and then last 
last week, it's like, Miles Austin pulls it out in overtime. Yeah, against the fucking Chiefs. <laughs> exactly. Like, why was that something to be celebrated? Like, that's awful. That was the game. That was the game where I was like, no, it wasn't Dan. Because Deardorff. Yes, it was. Deardorff was doing the CBS. That was the game. It was the Cowboys versus the Chiefs. They just need a first down or they need a touchdown. Chiefs, to Chiefs. It was like early on in the game and the and Cowboys went up early. And the Chiefs had something positive happen. It was like, oh, wow. Let me ask you this, though. What's your opinion of Romo? I've voiced it before on this podcast, but I actually kind of like him. I feel like I feel like he did well under Parcells because Parcells actually coaches, and I feel like if you're if you're not going to develop a young quarterback, then what's the point yeah. of you know? Don't blame him when you're not going <laughs> to develop him. And I feel like Jason Garrett's totally overrated. I just feel like you know I I I don't feel like he's a bad quarterback. I feel like he has a lot of the tools, but he doesn't have anybody there like yeah. kind of pull him in. So it's, it's like he needs a really kind of a hard nosed, tough coach. It's weird for me. Power. Like I feel like he's simultaneously overrated and underrated at the same time. Like I, I would feel, say so. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? Good it's like because he's in Dallas, everyone thinks he needs to be this elite quarterback and it's like mm-hmm. well he's only been this is actually like what his third or fourth season like he's he's not playing he was on he was on like their roster for like two or three years yeah he's a third string quarterback but I mean he's not you know it's not as if he's some like no, deep grizzled veteran he's a, he's or something he's a young like quarterback that. absolutely you know, he's a young guy still can make mistakes no. but then on the other hand people will you know just okay. act well, like well, yeah that's, that's crazy team. They, they, you know we can go on and on that's, we'll say that for my quarterbacks podcast no um, New Orleans, Miami. I don't see uh, any way yeah, Miami could stop New Orleans. Um, Arizona, New York. Oh, God, Arizona is such a – they're another team. If Arizona and Houston played, it's like what team was going to show up for that game? I think Arizona looked week, amazing. And Arizona looked amazing last week as yeah. well. So I think this is – so I guess Houston and Arizona were good last week, so that means they're going to be bad this week. So I'm going to take the Giants. Indeed. And then Philly wa- – yeah, Washington's not going to no, win that Philly. game. That's fantastic. <laughs> So put that in your go to Vegas right now and pull that money down. Yeah. Put, put All right, so we're going to finish up here with a little fun little game I like to play. I didn't play this with Roy because I couldn't think of fun things to do I this. Feel but I played this with, on my first podcast. So what I like to do is play a game of Would You Rather. Ooh. And in, in honor of a wonderful scene that you did in the Sunday Company, plugging again, which is if you want to know when the show is, it's the Sunday Company, and they're on Sundays at the Groundlings. Um, you played a, a uh, an actor who was uh, well. We'll just I'll explain the scene after we do this. Okay, would you rather the Ravens win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or get a big role in a movie as a rapist? Big role in a movie as a rapist? Not even close. Okay, well that's what you got to look out for. Numero uno. That's what I thought you would say. Would you rather the Ravens in the Super Bowl or get a big role in a movie? Uh, and I want to say, I want to clarify, by big role, it means, like, this is going to be, like, your role. Like, you could potentially be, like, much like the scene that you did in Sunday Company, where you, you, you could potentially be typecast as, as this role, because you're so good. Because I'm so good at it and so convincing. So would you rather have the Ravens win or a big role in a film as a pedophile? Still the pedophile one. Yeah. Okay. I have, n- I have no problem with playing a horrific, well, horrific that's Well, that's what I thought role. you would say, so here we go. Ravens win the Super Bowl or a big role as... Poop eater. In a butt in a buddy comedy with Dane Cook. <laughs> Ravens won the Super Bowl. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> that was a suggestion of Cole Stratton. Thank you very much, Cole. Um now we'd like to end this show with my last thing I like to do is a little word association okay. with the uh, with my guests. Um, so I'm just gonna say a name or a word and then you just say whatever what comes, comes, to your comes mind. off the top of your head. Sure. Alright, you ready? Uh huh. Flacco. Bazooka Joe. I like that. Kyle Bowler. Aww. <laughs> Trent Dilfer. Won a Super Bowl. That's not one word, but you, you know. You don't have to say one word. You can say whatever comes okay, to your mind. Okay, great. Yeah, won a Super Bowl. Do you want to do Kyle Bowler again? <laughs> or you can say more than one word? Here, here's the thing with Kyle Bowler. Just because I want to address his life in St. Louis, which I feel so bad. <laughs> that that guy got tossed into the frying pan, and literally from day one, he was just getting bounced around. And he's one of those guys, like you talked about, the transition, where it's like, he just got shell-shocked. He was like, oh my fucking God, what's happening? I'm getting hit mm-hmm. every three seconds. And he never recovered that. So his his solution in his career was to go to St. Louis, where he's just getting the living tar kicked out of him. It, makes, it makes perfect sense. Oh. It's really smart. Him and, jo- him, and jo- him and Joey Harrington are going to be enjoying drinks next year. Anyway, um, the Baltimore Orioles... The good old days. Did I, did I say? Oh, I said okay. 
Uh, Harbaugh, both Jim, who did play for the Ravens, correct? Didn't Jim play for the Ravens? No, he was a Colts guy. Oh, he was. Fuck me. Yeah. Just Harbaugh, then. Just Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. Uh, got it together. Yes, he does. Yeah, I like John Harbaugh. I was thinking about Jim, but if you want to do John, so, so be it. Um... I was doing John. No, no we, so, can, we can do Jim Harbaugh. That's no, fine. I was doing John. I'm making a joke. A, it's supposed to be a funny fucking a, podcast. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Baltimore Colts. Uh, upsets my dad. <laughs> but not you. Yeah, it's like, you know, the thing, like, I want to be a part of that, and I think other guys my age want to have that thing of, like, fuck the Colts, because it, but honestly, Peyton Manning's really nice. <laughs> 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 they're, they're like a decent franchise. Yeah, you know what I like mean? Peyton Manning was like, like this loud mouth. Yeah, like, right. What? It's, what? I'm just doing what I was getting paid to do, son. Yeah, and like throws the mic down. That I actually kind of would love that Peyton. Manning. Exactly. But it's like you know when he passed Unitas's records for like the franchise, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I don't even want to put myself at that level. And like, remember when he he went ahead and took the fine for wearing the old Unitas high tops? Yes. It's like. When that when that guy's the quarterback and he's paying that kind of homage to the old old crew, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I you get know, it. we have our own team now. There it is. Barry Levinson's putting out the band that wouldn't die or whatever it's called now about the old Colts marching band. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Hollywood, bring it back. All right, so nine hours later, we're still going. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, my guest this week has been Ian Gary. Again, you can see Ian at the at least through Sunday at the Sunday <laughs> company at the Groundlings but I think he's going to be there for another six more months we'll see. if not I'm sure you'll be performing somewhere around Los Angeles uh, do you have a website you want to plug or anything I you, can find, you can find him on, you can find enough, him on Facebook right? uh, be sure to visit the uh, Knuckle Sandwich blog at knucklesandwich.org and you can follow us on Twitter uh, we're at KS Comedy and uh, I don't know that's it anything you want to say to close it out I had a great time, Kenny. So did I. Fantastic. You're fun. You're fun. Everything's fun. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.